Hi, and welcome to Walking Backwards. I'm Brad Grimet. Featured on this episode is Rob Vona. Rob is a Steadicam operator, mainly in live television, uh, but he does other things. Uh, we talked a bit about the Amazing Race, um, the Olympics, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the X Games, and lots of other stuff. I found it quite interesting, and I hope you do too. Enjoy. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at walkingbackwardspodcast at gmail.com. Are we allowed to swear on this? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Feel free. Just, let, just, let your, uh, let your F-bombs fly. <laughs> but um, um, that's funny, old, old guy. I was actually trying on my... OGO. Two of my different friends, they have different reader glasses. <laughs> right. One was like 1.5 and one was like 1.25, and I was trying them on to see I, which was better. I, I, I don't own any. I have them in my jacket if you'd like oh, to God. try some <laughs> 125s if you need to try I'm them. ignoring it. I'm trying to. Those how, were the ones that worked how, for me. How old are you now? 43. Yeah, yeah. It'll happen <clears throat> next year, fucker. It's been happening. It's been happening. Uh, how old are you? Uh, really? By the way, Rob Vona. Steadicam operator extraordinaire. Uh, I don't know about that. Best available right here. Be- <laughs> Best available on many, many shows. How, how old? Uh, I will be 51 this year. Oh, wow. Okay. Mother you look much older. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> what a prick. <laughs> no, um, drink, drink to that. No, no, I, I wouldn't know. I would have thought you were about my age. but um, I wish I was. I guess you kind of are. I mean, you're only eight years older than me. But yeah. uh, Well, I'll be, I'll be 44 this year, so. Um, the double four is lucky. And w- when did you start in Steadicam? How old were you? Steadicam started in 96 for me. Okay. Um, yeah. 96, so you would have been in your early 20s. If you I do my math, I don't know. Well, no, I do yeah. the math. How many hours? How many I'm doing the math. It's 25 years. <laughs> do the math, yeah. And, and so you do, like, so your expertise is kind of live yeah. stuff. It wasn't always, but, yeah, it is now, and um, thankfully it is now. So you said it wasn't always, and didn't you do – a season or something of Curb Your Enthusiasm? I did two seasons of Curb Your you Enthusiasm. You did two, really? Yep. And uh, Was that at the beginning of the... No, that was well. That was season five and six. I don't know what years those were. But mm. um, but I only used Steadicam once on two seasons on that show. Oh, and, really? Yeah, because they uh, they didn't want that look. They said it was too smooth. Right. So, so they wanted a handle. It's a funny show to work on, though, I have to say. It was pretty yeah. hysterical. Everything I learned about the Jewish community is from... Your enthusiasm, <laughs> in case you're wondering. Uh, even the false stuff? <laughs> yeah, it's just absolutely hysterical stuff. That's, that's funny. No, the show is so great and so fun to watch. I, was it, is it as fun? Did you watch? You watched the stuff that... I did watch some of that stuff. And, and you know, going golfing with Larry is an insane experience. He's pretty much the same as he in the show when he's on the golf course. I so, you've, so you've hung out with him. Oh, yeah. You, you, you became friendly or? Well, you know, being on the show all the time, we did. And then he would take, you know, the crew members that wanted to go golfing. Oh, so he'd just tell people like, hey, I'm, <laughs> who wants to go? Yeah. It was really? Insane. Yeah, it was cool. That's very cool. Yeah, he was. He so was he's a nice guy. guy. He is a very nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but a little, what's the right word? Is it persnickety? Is it no, grumpy? Is no, it... he's just bizarre. He's a funny guy. He'd show up on set and be like, oh, my God. I lost a mirror on my car. 
I'm like, what do you mean you lost the mirror in the car? Well, this lady wouldn't stop. I had to go around her, and then I ended up clipping the mirror. Then I had to write her a check and tell her to take care of her car because you know, he's he's that guy. Right. Like it really does happen to so, him. So it's like a reality show almost. <laughs> Everybody else just has to act to be like Larry or to fit in with uh, That's funny. Anyway. <clears throat> that's cool, though. So, I mean, that's one of my favorite shows. I'd lo- I I love Seinfeld. I love Curb Your Enthusiasm. Although it's hard to watch that that show sometimes. But can, can I throw a dig at the show? I don't know. If you're go sure. for it. Yeah, yeah say whatever you want to say, man. Actually, I love the show, and I love everybody working on it. They're all fantastic people. And when it went away for, I don't know what two two years, three years, Qu- quite a few. Yeah, maybe more. But then they came back and they called me and they said, "Hey, Larry wants you back on the show. He remembers you from an episode you did when you were skiing because we did the skiing episode where I was skiing backwards and shooting him." No way, really. And. Uh, he was like, okay, great. And the DP, there was a new DP because the DP was, the guy, the regular DP that was on the show moved on to another show and couldn't do it. So they had a new DP. And so he was kind of doing his due diligence and, you know, asking what Larry wanted. Mm-hmm. So they called me and said, hey, you know, you want to do the show, uh, new season. This is the most recent season coming up. And uh, the last question was, and by the way, how tall are you? And I told them, and then they said, okay, we'll let you know. And then the phone never rang again. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I totally get it, honestly, because, um, you know, Larry's tall, Jeff's tall. Um, uh, so the idea that you're, all, all you're the more at eye level with them. Yeah, all the characters are way taller than me, so getting eye line is pretty tough. Right. Um, and I always use – I always had uh, um, Apple boxes or something. Sure, you know, yeah. So I, I get it. You know, but it was kind of funny. It's funny. That happened to me many years ago. I got called how, for this how movie. How did that happen to you? You're six. Well, the opposite happened. I should have referred him to you. <laughs> uh, um, it was some, it was like a Disney movie. Um, I fairly, I, well, I don't, I don't even know. But I thought it, it sounded like it was going to be kind of a big-ish, you know, like a studio movie. Mm-hmm. And, um... Uh, I never got too many details about it, but but I I got along with the UPM talking and you know multiple conversations. It was also weird. I the the DP was from some other country, so I don't know if there was a language barrier. Anyway, I'm I'm getting in the weeds about it, but like for some reason I never had a conversation with the DP. Right. Excuse me. And the uh, burpee for the beer. Yeah, right, <laughs> beer burpees. Oh, I lost an ear. That was weird. Oh, <laughs> so, um, so the UPM um, Damn, was, no was taught, cables, is bro. everything okay? Yeah, it's all good. What's up? Did, good. did you lose an ear? Yeah, I lost an ear, but I'm back. Oh, you're back. Yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, so, so I guess you like wearing the headphones then, I, I do. which it's I good. don't. I, I, let me see if I can do it without it. No, I like it better without it. Okay, good. Yeah. Very good. So, <laughs> it's like a win for Noah. <laughs> <laughs> in case you guys are wondering, Noah's our uh, engineer in the room. <laughs> um, Just wish he would put some clothes on. It's annoying. <laughs> it's a little distracting. So, uh, so anyway, um, no, I was talking to UPM, and they were ready to hire me. We had talked rates. We had talked all this stuff. It wasn't a Steadicam movie. It was just as an operator. Mm-hmm. And at the at the very at the very <laughs> last phone call, the UPM's like, oh, by the way, how tall are you? And I said, 6'5". And she goes, oh. <laughs> and I said, why, why, what's up with that? And she goes, well, it's a, it's a kid's movie. There's kids, a bunch of kids in this movie. 
And I was like, okay. And she's like, well, the DP doesn't want anybody over six feet tall. And I'm like, okay, but there's a lot of stuff I can do. <laughs> right. It's easier, to go, to go down it's easier to go up. down than up. And, <laughs> and, you know, I mean, at the time that, um, what is it, the Gorlock thing where you put your, you put the, camera on an arm kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, there, were, there were different options, and, and even an easy rig, whatever. Um, but, like, there's plenty of options for that. But but what just came to mind when you were talking about it is, is do you think that's an equal employment? Like, uh, I, I'm not saying, I'm, no, 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 I'm not saying you need right. to go file a lawsuit, <laughs> and no. I'm not filing one either. I'm just wondering, like, is that like a discrimination thing? I mean, they can't hire you. They can't say you're too old or they, you know, they can't use that as a reason or. No, I mean, I get it. I mean, it's like, you know, if you're an actor in the business, you have to have a thick skin because they don't like you because you don't look a certain way. Right. And, you know, if it's a cameraman, same thing. I mean, I, like I your, think you're probably right. You know, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm like, whatever, I get it. No, well, no, look, you have plenty of work. It's not It's not that big a deal. But, but. What, you know what, when we get into the live stuff, um, your height is a disability as well. Is it? Yeah. Why? Because um, you do so much wide stuff, you have to be lower? No, no. But, you know. No, go ahead. Let's, go let's, ahead. No, go ahead. That's tell bad. me. <laughs> um, no, no, tell me why. Go for it. Well, in the, in the live in the live world of it all, you have you, there's like a whole gear scenario, and then there's you know on set etiquette, you know like like there is on regular film sets and and scripted stuff. Sure. But the difference being, when you're on live, it's typically some sort of stage or set, and there's nine times out of ten there's a spotlight, and you have to be you know walking in front of somebody. And if you're six five with a rig on, you're going to be either be way, ducking or or shadowing. You're a way bigger shadow. Even if they're on stage and you're down in the front in the pit, and it's a low stage, you're still taller than you know. I'm only five nine. Right. You know, even my utility's taller than me. He ducks as we go through, and I'll bring the rig down and do a a lower move just to try to hide from the shadow, just and to I, make sure that you don't shadow him. And, and I'll be zooming in. So it's it's tougher on live. And then you have 12 other cameras or 15 other cameras you have to get out it's of the way It's a whole other thing. It's a bigger mass in the way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's not a whole lot of super tall live operators. Huh. I, well, right. I don't do live stuff, so it never really occurred to me. Right. Right. Well, I have in the past, but never steady cam. So, you know, one thing I wanted to say about this whole thing that we're doing. It's yeah, a, yeah. You know, the Walking Backwards podcast. Which I love. It's a great. It's a great. Uh, oh, good. I'm glad you like it. It's it's tentative, tentatively titled. Tentatively, the untitled walking backwards. If, if you're listening to this and it's named something else, it was really tentative. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, but I have to say that I want to preface this because I always get upset when people say, "Oh, I'm going to be a Steadicam operator. I'm going to I'm going to do that." And I'm like, "Okay." But remember, it's only a tool. It's a tool for what we do. In television, like you do a lot of stuff that's just camera yeah. or dolly or, you know, jib or, you know, whatever, handheld right. sticks. Right, it's, right. it's just another tool. Yeah. And there's so many people in the, in the industry now that are like, I'm just going to buy a rig and the work's going to oh. come because I have this rig. And they were, you know, a utility or they were an AC and they don't even take pictures. They, they barely frame stuff. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. they say, oh, Steadicam looks cool. I'm going to do that. And great. I don't knock anybody, and I've trained I don't know how many people that want to learn Steadicam. But you know what? 
be a cameraman first. Yeah. I mean, I was a cameraman 10 years prior to doing Steadicam. Right. You know? <coughs> Excuse me. I'm sorry. And I, and I think I think that that needs to be said, you know, as, as a... You know, preface to this whole no, thing. No, you, you you make a you raise a great point because <clears throat> if you don't know the just the fundamentals of framing, if those things aren't second nature to you, right? You know, there are a lot of other obstacles. Yeah. There's a physical obstacle. There's just a, a a gear management, and there's so much stuff to deal with. Learning how to just manage this this mass on your body and walk around. Is a weird thing, yeah. and so if if another weird thing is finding where to put the person in frame, and then having to do it on this new tool, it's too much. Right. <clears throat> I mean, I'm sure there's some genius. <laughs> no, and I, I'm I'm serious. I'm sure there's somebody who's just like supernatural that will put the rig on and be good at it. Yeah. I'm sure there's somebody out there. There aren't many. Right. But I, mean, I don't know any. I, 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 I get it. And, you know, I, I get the allure. But, you know, you still have to know how to frame. Yes. And then, and then being able to frame and move is another whole aspect of it. You know? Yes. So anybody who's listening who wants to get into Steadicam and happens to be listening to this. Yeah. Be cameraman first. I don't care what kind of camera it is. It could be your phone. It could be whatever. Right. Learn to frame. Right. Learn to move and frame. Yeah. That's a different story. But in, well, in, in, in speaking of that, you know. You do all scripted stuff, and you do uh, movies and things, and the moving of the camera creates uh, a feeling, right? Like mm-hmm. moving in slow, emotional. In sure. that stuff doesn't come into play as often in live, right? And it's not taught to the live guys nearly as much. You know, obviously everybody knows you push in slowly. You're gonna get this emotional, dramatic moment, dramatic moment, right. or whatever. And, but in live, it's, you know, it's more of a, uh, <coughs> sorry, I'm fighting the cold. That's all right. Um, it's more of a, uh, you know, survival instinct on stage and, and making the shot dynamic mm-hmm. and, and coming out to, to accentuate the next shot for the who's, who's, whoever it's going to or where it's coming from. Right. And that's why we fly with two monitors because we're looking at what the other cameras are seeing already. So we can see, like, if there's a big wide shot in the jib in the back. You don't it, give them a big wide shot. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, you, right, because they're not going to cut from wide to wide. Sure. Or, so you, and that brings up another point. You have to know, you know, how the edit's going to go or how they're going to cut or mm-hmm. what's going to cut from. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we have zoom controls on our Steadicams. And sure. We're doing live, too, because we can change the frame and then do it on the fly. Yeah. I've done that twice. <laughs> and it wasn't too bad. It wasn't mm-hmm. too bad. Um, uh, it was all right, but um, you should come on set, put on my rig, <laughs> bring your ass. Should I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although you. I think li- I think live rigs are generally a bit lighter. Yeah. No, I I can't complain about that because the you know the typically we're flying a Sony, uh, fifteen hundred, twenty five hundred, or forty three hundred. Those are like the workhorses in the industry for. Yeah. Live stuff, and then there's the Sony P1, which is what we use on the wireless stuff. Oh, okay. Which, which is actually heavier when you have the transmitters and everything. I've seen photos of that thing. <laughs> it's got like the it's got like the little tower coming off the back of it with a little mushroom cap type of. No, no, no. Oh, no, it's not. No. Well, there's a no. There's mushroom. some no. No mushroom tap. That's the old like sports stuff, but. I'm, uh, I'm thinking the wrong thing. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, but uh, yeah. Okay. Well. 
that big microwave by your head or whatever it is. <laughs> right, exactly. There is that still. Yeah. <laughs> that hasn't changed. The That's why my hair is gray on one side always. <laughs> it just has been yeah, yeah, taken right? away. <laughs> right? Um, no, there was a whole thing when I worked long ago um, for, I, for a, a minute of my career, I worked with ESPN and ABC doing golf. You know what ESPN stands for, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> Go ahead. The especially slow-paying network. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard that one. Um, so, wait, wait, you got me off track with that. <laughs> oh, so when I did when I did golf, there were, so, I, as a util, I was just a utility on it. So we dropped, we laid cable and blah, blah, blah. And when you would ride in the cart, I was the driver slash stick man. <clears throat> Four people on the cart. You have driver, stick man, operator, mm-hmm. um, um, pointer, right, and then coiler, right. <laughs> was, I, when I did NASCAR, we I had I had me and the pointer, right. Okay, we'd run and he'd point, and right. And then there was a catcher up on the roof, right, yeah. right. There's a cat. They know where to point. Well, it was always in um like a 120-foot lift or something. Yeah, way over there. Yeah. Like in the middle of the golf course where all the pointers could point to that thing. Yep. Um, and they, they'd even have bets like whoever broke up on the air live first would owe the other the 12, a 12-pack 12 of beer. Or a, I must have kicked him a, a dozen times saying, stop pointing that thing in my head. <laughs> well, that's a whole other thing. It's like they're, they're like you don't ever point a pointer, like you don't ever want to point it at somebody's head because it's <laughs> hardcore microwave waves. It'll cook your brain. Yeah. But you see it all the time. You see, like, I, I don't know. I mean, wireless is so pervasive and crazy. Around mile 200 on the NASCAR, everybody would be falling asleep from the fumes, and he'd tilt off and put it right at my head, and I'm like, cut it off! <laughs> he just quit it. Meanwhile, the director's screaming, <laughs> yeah, totally. you're breaking up! And then you can't hear him anymore because you've lost your connection. Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Um, well, t- shifting back to what you were talking about before, you were saying be, a, be an operator for, oh, I had something to say, and I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on it. We'll come but, back to it. Um, it's okay. But, uh, uh, oh, live, well, live I, to not what, live. What I, was, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say um, there used to be this whole thing about being an assistant first and coming up like through the ranks. Oh, yeah. Like you had to be a loader and you had to be a second. You had to be a first before you're ever an operator. And I, I didn't go that path. <clears throat> I, I learned about that path in my early days in the business and decided that, well, I decided two things. One, all those other jobs don't have to do with being an operator. Right. And two, I don't want to wait that long. Right. I knew first who'd been first for 10 years after doing four years as a second and two years as a loader, you know. Right. Um, so I just, and, but I started in news in 1996. So I shot news and I worked with some great guys who, you know, I learned all the, all the stuff then. I learned, you know, just all the basic rule of third stuff and all that. Right. So just to just to explain for the for the people who don't know, a pointer is a piece of equipment that sends a microwave signal to a catcher. Catcher, and they literally are pointing and catching the signal from the RF camera right. that sends it back to the truck because there's no way to have a big cable like across the track or across the golf course. Right. So they send it RF. Right. And we both, you and I, know that, but we realize that right. not, not everybody, <laughs> right. not everybody does. Yeah. But. Let me tell you a funny story about 
my my pointer uh, when I was doing NASCAR. Uh-huh. We're running through the pits because you know cars are coming in, and you 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 hear all the producer going, "Get down to pit three or whatever," and, you, and right. you're you're sprinting down, and there's a cable with you and your your pointer, and you got the camera on your shoulder, and you're full sprint, and as you're running through the pits, you know you've seen NASCAR fans, and they're just kind of oblivious and just looking at the pits and in awe of the cars and stuff. And as we're running down, we both split around this woman. Oh, God. Not thinking about it. We're just, you know, that was just how the crowd was. And we Close were full sprinting. And it was a total clothesline, and it put both of us on our back. She held up. Get out of here. <laughs> she was a big one. <laughs> she held up. We both laid on our back, and I'm like, damn, that was a big one. And we got up and started laughing and started running again. It was pretty darn funny. It no was, damage to the camera. <laughs> no, no. My pride a little bit. That's about it. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> True story. That's funny. True story. Did she say anything to you? She was like, oh, my God. She's like, what happened? You know, she almost spilled her beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's NASCAR. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember that. That's like a maybe 10 maybe ten feet of cable in between. Yeah. Generally, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the days when I was doing that stuff. But, hey, you mentioned... Uh, you mentioned skiing backwards <laughs> earlier, yeah. which, uh, which I've never done. Well, when I skied, I guess I did a little bit, but not, not for any, not for any professional kind of purpose. Well, here, here's the thing <clears throat> with, with skiing and, and everybody should take notice to this. Um, we, we, me and you personally talked about this earlier a little bit that, um, I, I run ski tours all winter, so I take off, put my vest away, put my steady cam away, and I go skiing for a couple months. So you don't work for those times <clears throat> for that time. No, I leave you know middle December, and I don't come back till middle of January. Really? Yeah, typically, or maybe even the end of January. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, oh, that's cool. And and like you said, people work in this industry. People work and work and work and work and work. Right, and they work to work. They work for they live for a working as opposed to work for a living, right? Right. Yeah. And the uh, I've always you know taking time to smell the roses. But the unfortunate part about our industry is when you take off, you don't get holiday pay. You don't get, you know, time off. It's money out of your pocket, basically. So, and, and you know, as much as it hurts to think, oh, I'm turning this down, I'm turning that down, and how much money it is that I'm losing not working. But I've never regretted it, being able to go skiing and do the things that I, I did, you know. And <clears throat> well, shit, man, you could be dead tomorrow. <laughs> right. You're so old. No, yeah. <laughs> again, <clears throat> no prick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But but the truth is, like you know, things things happen to people all the time at, at, at 50 years old or 40 years old or or whatever. <clears throat> and you know, and I, I I'm not a workaholic. Um, I enjoy the work, but. I enjoy my time off. I enjoy bullshitting with people like we're doing right now and drinking beers and hanging out. And, you know, no one ever accused me of, 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 of being shy or quiet. <laughs> and, and, I, and, you know, no, and I like to have conversations with people and whatever. And it's just not something that really happens when you're working. When you're working, your whole life revolves around, you know, I said to you earlier, Right. The reason accountants and dentists are open on Saturdays is because of us. <laughs> it's a true story. You know, normal people, they work their eight-hour day, and when they have a dentist appointment at 11, they don't come in. They go to their dentist appointment, and then they roll in at 1.30, and nobody gives a shit. 
and then they leave at five. Mm -hmm. And good for them, whatever, you know, and their check still shows they were, you know what I mean? Yeah. And good for them, but it doesn't happen with us. Yeah, if I know. if I told a DP, I look, it, obviously if you're on a show for a long time and you have a medical thing, whatever, that, that's a little different than like a normal. But you still can't just walk away and say, oh, it's going to be fine. Right. My, my desk to, is empty today. Right. It's not an empty <laughs> desk. It's a, it, it's a literal like, as an operator, we have to find somebody either either we do the production office or or the dp or whoever has to find somebody that is equal to us that's going to come in and do a good job right which is a whole other thing about day playing which yeah. is it's super we'll, hard we'll to go do. into that conversation well we we could but <laughs> i mean it, it it just it's 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 just hard and you, so you avoid doing that because it's not fair to anybody that you know whoever comes in gets stuck in a really hard spot mm -hmm. and production doesn't like it because they're used to you <laughs> whether you know and by you i mean the royal you know like whoever that you might be right and and you know they like you that's why they hired you <laughs> yeah. and they expect you to be there every day and so it's just a funny it's just a funny thing so you end up doing you know and then your minimum day is 12 hours um for the most part, twelve. Every show is the, pretty much twelve. Yeah, <clears throat> and I I know we were talking earlier. Yeah, you like you like I, what I four hate, hour days? I hate I hate overtime. <laughs> okay, most people like this overtime thing, and then they end up in this fratter day because it just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing, and I cannot stand it. I okay, wait, wait, wait. Let me uh, since we're since we're defining things, let me right. define fratter day. Right, fratter day is when your call time on on Friday is in the afternoon, whether whether it be 1 p.m. or... And why is it that way? Sometimes because... 8 p.m. Well, I'm, I'm going to get there. Okay. Okay. But then, so, so since we work kind of a minimum 12-hour day, if your call time is 4 p.m., that puts your minimum, depending on how long your lunch is, at 4.30 a.m. Right. And a lot of those days are longer. You go to 6. You go to the sun comes up a lot of times. And the reason is because the days are so long to begin with. And you start at 5 a.m. on Monday, and then you work till 8. And then because of that, they can't have a call time until like 8 on Tuesday. Or, you know, and it just continues from there. And then you work till midnight. Then it's noon. Then it's 3. Then it's 6. Right. That's how it works. And... And unfortunately, that's just the nature of the business, and that's the way it's been for a very long time. And they used to pay us more for that. <laughs> that's the nature of it in the scripted world. Yeah, in the scripted world. <clears throat> in the live, the live world, world's great. The live world. Nobody watches TV at 5 a.m., <laughs> so you don't have to work. <laughs> the, the live world or live-to-tape world, you, you still have long days. And certainly, yeah. certainly I've had a, a, my share of 16-hour days. Yeah. But generally, it's you know, 10 to 12 and, but yeah. they keep it, you know, and, and ours, our shows too, aren't um, like, you're not on a live show for six months. It's, right. it's, right, it right, doesn't right. happen that way. It happens. For you like, rehearse for a certain period of time and then you shoot it. Yeah. It's like, you know, two weeks maybe. Right. Um, you know, if it's a, do you get two weeks on a live show? Sometimes, or sometimes like, it's like, like the voice, right? The voice is an ongoing thing throughout the, throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So you have, you know, two weeks on, then you have weeks off, then you have a week is on. Is that the way it goes? Yeah. They really never stop? Um, well, you know, they, they have their seasons. Mm -hmm. So it depends on how it works and what they go through. Same with Idol. But they it goes, you know, maybe a month, but it's two days a week or three days a week. You know, it doesn't go solid. Right. Seven days a week. 
Right. So, but are there people shooting? There are people shooting. Sorry, I don't watch those shows. Yeah, no, it's fine. But are there people shooting? Throughout the week, like it's a reality show ish, right? Well, so are they shooting them rehearsing yeah. and stuff? There's, there's so there's the segment stuff, right? Yeah, because the two worlds are mixing now a lot more on shows where the ENG. Uh huh. Do y'all know what ENG means? <laughs> you know what ENG means? Do you know what you know what you know? What Go ENG ahead, means? define ENG for us. It's a it's a term for electronic news gathering. Oh, thank oh, you for oh, telling imagine me that, Mister News Guy. <laughs> in, in, in any case, it's a, it's a term used for. A camera that's not attached wait, you to the truck. Wait, 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 wait. You don't believe that I didn't know that? No, I believed you knew that. I was just okay, busting okay, my balls. Okay, good, good, good. It's fine to bust my balls. I'm just naive, so sometimes I, <laughs> sometimes somebody makes a joke, and then I actually think they're, okay, anyway, go on. Please continue. <laughs> so um, so, so the ENG crews but and the, the live crew. But those crews, that stuff's happening more and more on live shows where there's a huge, there might be, you know, 10 different ENG cameras. Yeah. You know, Alexis or you know, F-55s, what are running around doing all these different segments that are the roll-ins, uh, the beginning, that are the opening of the show, that are behind the scenes, uh, and they're making up, you know, half the show now, as oh. opposed to doing just the live stuff. The live is the studio stuff, then there's mm-hmm. a, these guys that are working all week on, you know, the background of these people and their backstory and, you know, It's a control stuff. thing, right? It's so the producers can control the no because <laughs> yeah. no because then they have posed yeah then they can control the story that they want to as right. opposed to live where it's like right. and then what happens live well, we live could have happens. them standing there and ask them questions but we don't know what the hell they're going to say it might be awful or what right mm-hmm. is that okay yeah well, I mean there's there's both sides of it you know they do this really pretty package of their backstory and then they go into the right the live stuff that happens you know they go to their hometown or some shit like that exactly exactly yeah some super realistic you know the we were talking about the the difference between the two live and you guys but there's lots of equipment that is the same yeah you know like the phone charger very important (laughs) very important it's like the most important let's face it and the new batteries have the I haven't (laughs) I haven't charged my phone at work (laughs) what in how is that possible? Apparently, since, not sitting around nearly. This is enough. the truth since 2016. <laughs> That's because you don't have a phone. Well, <laughs> no, I do have a phone. <clears throat> I have a phone with a better battery. Is it a flip phone? But I just, I just don't get on it as much because I, I, I made it a really, a really conscious decision because. Um, no, it's I'm, you're laughing at me. I'm being serious. Okay. No, because because I have moments. You know, it's different than what you do. Sometimes we're there at camera and right. we're lighting, and I'm there and I'm just kind of guarding my frame. It depends on who you're working for and what kind of sure. show it is and sure. blah blah blah. But like, I'm just I'm just not Eli in it, but I'm just kind of there to see if the if the guys lower or raise something into my frame sure, or if sure, they sure. want to set a flag in my shot. Right. You know, it's just this thing. As the work gets done, I'm just there watching. Right. So it seems like a time like, oh, I'll be on my phone, I'll be on my phone, I'll be on my phone. And then you look up and there's four lights in your shot. <laughs> right. And two flags. and It's, it's it, a valid point for sure. And, and you know what I mean? And then, and then if you're not getting yelled at already, you're going to be in a minute. And then the gaffer is going to be like, why the hell did you tell me when the first one? You know, I'm, I'm overstating what's happened to me before. But it has happened before where you just, you don't, time passes. Sure. You, you go to check something and then 
10 minutes later, you're like, oh, this really interesting article on, you know, whatever. Right. That, that, that's why I, that's why I did that. <laughs> I mean, live's a little, live's a little different. You guys have a, you guys have a rig above the stage and, and the spotlights and stuff. And I, I, I don't think they're adding too much too often, are they? No. Well. If at all? No. It's all about, you know, where the lights are pointing as opposed to an actual light fixture in your shot. Right. <clears throat> You know, do you, let me ask you, when you, you have a cart, right? Do you put your rig on the cart or do you put it on a regular wheelie stand? It's really funny you bring this subject up. There's a, uh, there's a, there's a point where I'm going with it, but go ahead. I'll let you go to your point, And then if, if we remember, we'll come back to this. But, <laughs> but generally I'm a stand guy. I'm okay. a stand so you guy. Just, you do it like a three wheel stand. Yeah. 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 I've, okay. I'm very, I'm a minimalist, so right. I don't, I don't have a lot of stuff. I'm yeah. a huge minimalist as well. Okay. Gotcha. Obviously I used to have a smart car that had all my gear in it. That right. <laughs> that was my that was my steady it blew cart. me away. All your gear in one smart car. Yeah, it, that it's was crazy. my cart. It had a motor, but it was it's my cart. Ridiculous. <laughs> I used to park it next to Crafty. And I was going to say on it the took stage. about the same amount of space. <laughs> <laughs> the wheelbase is four by eight. It's a piece of plywood. It's awesome. Was it really? Yeah, literally, <laughs> I used to park it on the back of a uh, a truck where you can actually lift the car up. Get out of here! It's <laughs> crazy. Um, so the reason I asked that about the stand is. Your Hang on, I have to I have to open a beer, uh, uh, and instead of it being some weird background noise, I just like to do it on the mic. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. The the your stand, yes. right, your wheel stand is typically, if you measure it from point to point, mm-hmm. is thirty three inches. Okay. And I currently use the innovative cart. That's uh, thirty one inches. Which oh the small the, the small scout the scout Ran- scout yes the scout thirty one. And it technically looks bigger because the rig's on the end. It's not on the center. Yeah. <laughs> what you nothing, nothing. I was going to make a crude and rude joke that then, then I'm not going to make now. It's really not. <laughs> I get you. And, There's uh, a lot of measuring and size stuff. So, I, you know, I don't want to get super hard into the dick jokes, but I, it, it was in my head. But anyway, go on. So it's 31 in- So you've got a 31-incher. It's a 31 Anyway, the reason the reason I'm bringing it up is uh, um, the the choice of the cart or the or the stand or whatever is mm-hmm. when when you're live you have to hide your cart mm. someplace on set or on stage from the other twelve cameras. So Whereas, that is your main docking. You don't yeah. you don't keep a stand to dock at or anything. No. Okay. Got well, it. I mean sometimes I'll bring a C stand and put it on the other sure. side of the stage or whatever, but you know. Typically, you're not you're not just putting the stand on the side in the, you know in the back and you can come up do your shot and then put it away. Sure. You have to actually put it in sight and hide it. So having a small setup is bonus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different than wheeling on a set with all your cases. And oh, all in other that words, stuff. you're claiming you're saying your cart is smaller than a stand. It's technically smaller footprint. F- yeah, technically. Smaller foot, but it's a bigger space, but it's yes. a smaller footprint. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying in general, that's the reason and bigger why bigger space higher up. Where yes. you're more likely to see it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, it's like I have a wheelie stand that, you know, wheels yeah. around as well. and But that it's all blacked out. Everything has to be blacked out. Sure, yeah, you of know, course. Just for that reason. Yeah. It's just a, it's a different world trying to be having totally to hide different. all the time and totally. hide from other cameras as opposed to doing a um, – oops, sorry about that, Noah. I your microphone. Uh, <laughs> having to hide from other cameras as opposed to just being the camera on set that's doing the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, sometimes I just I just did uh, I just did a pilot, 
and you know we had three cameras going. It's, you know you're covering 270. Right. So, and you're you're on location. So, you know there there aren't a lot of places to put stuff, and right. you have to light it. So, exactly. Um, I I feel that pain is. I mean, <laughs> it's more a matter of just like, can I get past these lights into this, or can I get my stand in front of this, or whatever. But so let me tell you what happened. Yeah, regarding right. this cart situation. <laughs> Tell me. I wasn't going to talk about this, but now I'm going to. So I did this job. And I went to the test day. Uh, and you have a test day? Well, I was a pilot. Mm-hmm. So Did they give you prep days? My The test day was my prep day. Okay. So. Uh, How was that beer? It it's sound, good. It sounded good. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I like this. Are, are you enjoying it? I know you're not a giant beer I'm not, drinker anymore. I'm not anymore. a big beer drinker. I got beard out. In but are you enjoying school, this but it's beer? Not, it's not bad. Okay, good. It's not bad. Good. Um, so I go to the test day, and let me give you a tiny bit of backstory. I was hired by the director, not the DP. Um, it was Does that mean a, the DP doesn't like you? It means he didn't know me. Okay. Um, whether he liked me or not, you'd have to ask him. I don't know. <laughs> I think he was certainly happy with the work. Sure. Um, I, I think I did a good job and whatever. It's a half-hour comedy, so it's not like some crazy, you know. We did a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Steadicam. Right. But, um, but anyway, so on the test day, I show up and we shoot some tests and stuff. And then the idea was, like, since we're only going to shoot, like, literally, like, from here up on, on people for two hours – We'll 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 take the camera after we'll build a, build it on the rig and that'll be our prep. Totally fine, but you know. And then I'm at the test day, which the director wanted me at anyway. So anyway, we're building on that, <clears throat> and then we're like pretty much done with everything. And oh, we were waiting for one last actor who was either was late or was scheduled later or something. And we're all kind of standing on set, and that and I was B steady, and the A second comes to me and says very loudly in front of everyone. Uh, why the hell don't you have a, a, a cart? <laughs> I said, what? He goes, do you have a cart? I said, no. Why don't you have a cart? And he gets very, like, in my face, in front of a bunch of people. Right. And I said, I said, uh, never had one. I work off a stand. I'm very minimalist. I don't want to burden the assistants with another cart, so I don't have a cart. Right. Well, every professional Steadicam operator I've ever worked with <laughs> Has a cart. Oh. I said, well, I guess I'm unprofessional. And I walked away. <laughs> <clears throat> and then he... he, he That's awesome. <laughs> well, I had, a, I had an issue here because I'm... I'm they're all... They've all worked together before. Mm-hmm. They're all this, this DP's guys. And, right. and so I went to him and I said, look, I, I took him aside separately later. And I said, hey, man, <clears throat> like, call me unprofessional... Is and and the way you approach me is really rude. I said if you'd come to me and said, "Hey, it would be really awesome. Do you have a cart? And if you do, can we use it?" Like, how about that approach? Right, right. Not the you know not the assassin's bullet approach. Like <laughs> seriously, just rape me in the middle of set and and saying it in front of other people. Anyway, you, you get the point. And and the long story short of it is, I said to him, "Look, if you want a cart so bad, I'll see if I can borrow one from a friend." And I called a friend and I borrowed. The 
was it Ranger? No, Scout. The Scout? The 37. 37 Scout, yeah. But a friend of mine loaned it to me for the pilot for two weeks. Sure. You know? And um, and everything was fine. But this macho, this right. mach- there's a lot of this now. And I've talked about it with other guys, even on the podcast a little. There's a very... I think Colin called it a dick measuring contest. <laughs> there, there's a lot of that stuff going on. It's very macho. In the AC world? In the AC world. Huh. In the in the DP world. Um, it's all very, I don't know what it is. And and I'm wondering if you have the same kind of thing in the live world. Like, is that? Well, the live world is a, well, let me ask you one question before we go back to, sure. before we go back to my sure, world. Sure, sure. Um, By the way, I didn't need the cart. The assistants right. were like, yeah, it was one more thing to push. Yeah. Like my my assistants didn't want it, didn't care for it. They kind of went along with yeah the guys the other the other guy. But anyway, do uh, you threw me off? No, you want to ask me a question before you went on to? I know. I don't know the thing. You look super confused. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Don't be confused, Rob. I know what it was. Um, So the uh, when you when you go with it, do you always bring your own AC? On no, on, no. A, on a set, or you, no, you let no. the DP have his guy. Oh yeah, I mean, look, there are certain people I love working with mm-hmm. um, that know me well, that know my gear, blah blah blah. Right. If the DP says, "Do you know anyone?" I'm happy to. And once in a while, I'll say, "Hey," when they're hiring me, or you know, I'll say, "If you don't have an assistant, I have somebody great I could bring in." Um, in this case. Uh, that I was just talking about. Excuse me, I have to burp. Uh, in, this, <laughs> in this case, uh, the assistant I got was great. was fantastic. We got along great. He's a nice guy. He was very good. The second was super cool. So it was great. Right. So, but um, that was the question. But there was something else you wanted. Well, to... well, the reason I asked that is when whenever I do scripted stuff, I think I told you earlier, is that I, I always let the DP bring their guy, and I let them rent their gear, their focus controls and stuff. Oh. I have my own. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. bring my own. Yeah. But I that way it just puts everybody at ease on the set because the AC is making money, the DP's happy. Sure. And you know, I just do my gig. Look, mine comes with my stuff. Right. A lot of guys either own their own or they want to... You don't rent it separate? No. Your, your, your focus control is part of the rig. Okay, so that that's kind of the same as us, except... You know, we have a focus control, but we're doing it on the fly ourselves. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that comes with the kit. Uh, but if there's an RF focus controller, then that's extra. Yeah, well, it makes sense in your world. Right. Because you do have that other gear. Right. That, and that's your standard gear. Right. So the non-standard gear is the Preston. Correct. Right. So I, I, get, I totally get that. For us, the standard gear is the Preston. Mm-hmm. So the but, Preston shows up on every job. And look, the way it's been lately, so many assistants now bring Prestons. Right. And they want to have their own setup. It's totally fine. And I'm good with that, too, because I'm like, you know, let them have the, the rental on that. Yeah. And I, well, no, I still get, I get my same rental. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, it comes with it. Right. And, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to out myself. I, I think the same is true for, for everybody. It, it's... It's the same deal. It's included in the rental, and right. you know. I think without going into rates and and doing that publicly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you guys definitely rent more than we do on a on a rental rate. But yeah, right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think so. But you know what? I don't know. What I do know is I believe your your hourly rates are higher than ours. They are. Right. They are. So it kind of evens itself out in a certain way. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I was going to say that, but I didn't want to say that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no. No, I mean, no. It's, you know. So to get back to your other question about the the ACs in our world are are not ACs. They're utilities. Right. And that being said, they don't necessarily... They're all about the operator. And I bring my utility, my steady assist, with me wherever I go. Mm. He's, he's my guy. Mm. He comes with me. Whether, whether I have an AC pulling focus, my guy's still with me. He's, he's like what you guys would use as a grip to, to protect you and stuff and keep you safe. But in our, our world, whether we're wireless or not wireless, he's still with me. He's running with me. He's got his mm. hand on, my, on the handle on my vest. Oh. He's literally. He's your dolly grip. Yep, and he's if we were for coiling cable. If he needs to coil, he coils. He's co- he can coil a cable as fast as I can run. Right. And if we're doing three sixties on stage, he's whipping the cable out, yeah, and then yeah. we uncoil, and he's coiling it back up. Those guys are worth their weight in gold, and they get paid for it too. Yeah. And uh, and I tell people who hire me, I'm like, he needs to come with me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, why? I'm like, it's a safety issue. If I have to worry about the guy that's coiling a cable. And me stepping on it, then I'm not. If he can't coil fast enough, and I step on that <clears throat> cable, and I fall, and the camera lands in his face, and right. he dies, <laughs> right? Or I'm hitting somebody else, or I, I trip went off to a stage. dark place, but <laughs> right. <laughs> if I hit the, the actor or whatever it is, I'm not doing so my you, job. So that's like that's like so your rider. That's like your demand. So we're we're a team. In the live world, we go. You as a hire team. me. You hire him. Right. Really. And and I quote him. I quote his rate for him. Because you know his rate and all that stuff, and you deal with that. But that being said, in the utility world. In the live world, when you were talking about, you know, do they have this, this, uh, you were saying that they have like kind of a uh, dick measuring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what happened in, in the live world is productions used to call and hire all these utilities. There might be, you know, 10 utilities or five utilities or eight sure. utilities on a show. Mm-hmm. Um and, and just so everybody's clear, utilities will run you batteries. Utilities, utilities will coil cable. What else do they do? They they will set up the whole show. Right. They, they literally run all the wire for the show. They right. run up all the monitors they for the show. They drop all the coax. They, they drop all the triax. Exactly. All right. that's all fiber. That's, all the fiber. Everything's set they up. They set up the hard cameras. They, they build up, the jibs. They build the jibs. And right. matter of fact, when you're breaking down, if you touch a cable, they'll be like, get your hands off the cable. <laughs> That's our job. I don't touch your camera. You don't touch, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They take care of the camera. Sure. But they're they're your guy. But they're also everything else. And then that's when going the show on. happens, they spot you and they do this and they do that. Right. And whatever. Right. Sure. They're, t- they're taking care of the. the that's cables. actually their easier time. Right. When the show's happening, they're right. downtime. Right. Unless you're a steady assist, and then you're running your ass off. Right. Out. Sure. Um, Which is why you get that get the money. Right. And, and and what happens is the the production the line producers who were hiring everybody yeah started having head people that were like the head utility oh yeah 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 and the head utility would say you know what I got five guys don't worry I got it taken care of and they'd call five of their buddies and they'd all go work right and for the line producer it's easier because they just have to call Make, one person yeah one right. call he's heading it he's got his crew it's all going to happen so then as time went on. You know, there's five or six or seven head Cruise, utilities around. Right. Now there's these, you know, factions. You're, you're <laughs> hanging with that guy or you're hanging with this guy. Oh, you, you're would, with me or you're with him kind it, of thing. It would be like us having a, a head Steadicam guy and you're hiring Steadicam guys. Right. All of a sudden everybody's like, hey, I'm going to come hang out with you. Right. So it became, you know, it gets political. 
yeah. You're crazy political on set with really? those guys. Oh yeah, it's insane. So it's not so much like dick measuring like they see. Yeah, yeah it's but, a little different. But for sure, there's the you know polit- pol- pol- politics. Yeah. With that deal. Yeah, you know, I knew a I knew a head utility back in the day. We we talked about uh, him <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy, but I mean, he told me he's like, we can, we we get what we want, mm-hmm. and and I think I think that's great. You know, they do work hard. It's a special skill. Mm-hmm. Look, if you don't know how to over under cable, right. good luck. But th- I tell you what, those guys they set up a whole show like nuts to bolts, for right? When it's, and they when know it's when in. they're laying the very first thing down, right. how that affects how they're going to lay the last thing down on the ground. Exactly. And right. without them, the show doesn't happen. <clears throat> right. Let's face it. So. Right, right. And I told you before, I used to do, I used to do golf. Yeah. And, and uh, I'll tell you something funny that happened. I think it's funny anyway. Uh, I doubt NEP did. Does NEP still exist? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if anybody from NEP is listening, this, this, I was there <laughs> when this happened. So... <laughs> So, so he's, he's sorry about that. We're in, I can't remember where we were. I think we were somewhere in Florida, but I, we might have been in Georgia. I can't remember. I was doing utility for ESPN golf. Mm-hmm. They did mostly uh, uh, women's, uh, the female PGA, uh, the LPGA, mm-hmm. or the seniors. So we had gotten a truck. This was around 98, must have been. We had gotten a truck that... It, it took them apparently years to pick up all the cable from the Olympics in Atlanta. NEP had done that show because it's an NBC thing. <laughs> so we get our truck, and on day one, first morning, and we have to drop 120,000 feet of cable, mm-hmm. normally in 500-foot increments. Mm-hmm. And then there's shorter ones for different needs, but 500s run it all around the course. Tri- triax or fiber? Triax. Okay. This Oof. is pre- Old school. This is pre fi- It's 1998. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's pre-fiber. Yeah, yeah. Stop calling me old, <laughs> yeah. asshole. <laughs> anyway, so, so no, was, no, no. I so, was there. I was carrying that shit then. Yeah, I know. So it's all this, like, light blue triax, <laughs> right. which you don't really see. It's normally black. Every single coil, 1,000 feet. Ugh. Every single one. Yeah, they're a pain. Now, to be, to, so everybody knows, you cannot, I'm six foot five, 220 pounds. I cannot pick a thousand foot roller coaster. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Come on. Not off the ground. Really? If you handed it to me, I could hold it. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. I mean, look, if I strained and struggled, yes, I could get it off the ground <laughs> and into the back of a golf course, right. a cart. If I had to do that 20 times in a day, it'd be, you right. know. <laughs> right. You, you get my point. I right? do. So, and, and, and standing on the ground, once something's been down for, well, 10 days, if you lay a cable out in grass for 10 days, a cable like that, a 1,000-foot cable, you can pull as hard as you want. It's not moving. <laughs> so anyway, when we did these things, the, 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 the operators would drive in carts, and they would go to all the cables, and they'd, we, they'd disconnect them all, and they would, S, they would S them. And this was for the 500s right. and the 1,000s. And they would S, S them in the, in the fairway so, they, so that we could – over under them in the it, this is getting a little technical but like it's hard work over right. under yeah. anyway it's it's heavy blah 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 well the thousand footers we can't even move they got frustrated long story short the operators were like screw this they pulled their knives out <laughs> they measured 500 feet and they started cutting cables snip in half. Em. <laughs> 
and they cut every single cable in half. So then we're in the daisy train laid, uh, uh, loading the truck with these cables. And the, and the, the driver of the truck is, is the guy who's stacking point. them. And we're passing. And I'm third from the first, right? And they're passing them up. I didn't cut anything. I knew about it. Yeah. Because I coiled all those cables. But we're <laughs> passing them up. And the driver's stacking and stacking. And then he sees one. He sees the end. He should have known already they were way too light. Right. But he was probably used to the 500-footers anyway. But, so he's stacking. So he sees an end. And he goes, damn, think a lawnmower got him. And then, he, and then he's still stacking. And he's still stacking. And then like 7, 10 later, he goes, oh, this must be the other one, the other side of that one. And then he's still stacking. And he's still, and we're like, he's not noticing. And then he starts noticing. He goes, shit, this one's cut too. Shit, this one's cut too. And then he realizes they're all cut. And he flips <laughs> out. Because the thing is, that guy's in charge of wiring all those things and putting that connector on. He's got to put the on. connector on, right? Right. Well, there were 120,000 feet of cable, which yep. means there were 120 cables. <laughs> which means he now needs 120 connectors. Yeah. He has eight. You're right. So now he, they're, 100, <laughs> they're 150 bucks each for yeah. the connector. He back, doesn't back have then, any. Yeah. yeah, back then. I don't know how much they are now, whatever. Yeah. But, like, he's got to put them all on. It's a lot of work. And, and they have a show that starts tomorrow. Like, right. they're supposed to drop this off for a golf tournament in Arkansas tomorrow. You know what I mean? Or where? Anyway, that was a funny one. But I'm. Same, uh, yeah. same, same thing happened on X Games and on Olympics. And no way, what? For for me, yeah. Oh yeah, we cut it with chainsaws though. Brrr, done. Let's pull them out. In Seriously? The, in the snow? Are you kidding? They were thousands. Uh, yeah, because Triax Triax gets hot. It, yes, in, in, and then it melts everything. You put then it when the, you, you stop in, using it, it you, freezes. You put it in, you know, two weeks prior to the Olympics. It slowly makes its way down through the snow, through the snow, and through the snow, and you have to bury it. Like at the Olympics, you have to bury it deep enough so that when the snowcats come across, it's not going to dig up your sure, cable. Sure, of course. Same with X Games. Sure. And it used to be down, you know, how, however many. It'd probably go down two, three feet by the end of the show. Oh. You'd be in there for two or three weeks, in the, and it would just melt itself and freeze and melt itself and freeze. Finally, you have to try to pull it out, and you're like, the ends won't come through. Chainsaw. Because it's like a frozen tube at that yeah. point. Yeah. Because once you stop using it, all that, all the melted part is just going to freeze around it. Yeah. So to, to dig it out or whatever. So you, you would just cut the connectors off. Just cut the connectors off. Get out of here. And just pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. At, at the World Cup, when I was doing World Cup, we were up at, I, I was skiing with 500 footers to get them up to the position. Oh my God. And if you ever Wait, been on World a, Cup? World Cup skiing. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you ever been on a World Cup ski course, no, it's you could wear your ice skates on the course. Yeah, it's, it's super icy. It's they inject water into the course. It's literally like for speed. Ice. Yeah, for speed. Well, well, you're talking about downhill. Yeah, downhill. Oh man, like super G and yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're up at uh, at um, Beaver Creek, and I at the top, I got a 500 footer over my shoulder, skiing down, trying to hold an edge, and I'm like, okay, put the cable here. I mean, a 500 footer. How much is a 500 footer weigh? <laughs> I don't know. No, like yeah. real triax. Yeah, it's probably it's you know home run stuff, so it's thick stuff, so it's yeah. I don't know. I'm guessing it's what's the diameter? Uh, inch, half an inch. I don't know. No inch diameter. I don't know. Yeah, maybe and, not quite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyway, thick, super thick. Sorry, thick, go on. Thicker, heavy, and, and yeah. Put it down, and you're gonna you know you're supposed to tie it up with a fence or whatever, and you put it down, and all of a sudden, one end starts going down the course, like this giant 500 foot snake. 
100 miles an hour, this thing's going down. Oh, so you just, it just got, the tie came off and it got loose. You're holding one end and the thing's just unspooling on you, (laughs) going down the course. (laughs) It's just 500 foot. I'm like, ah, just let it go. And it just like off the course, into the trees, done. I'm like, we'll get that in the spring. Forget it. I need another 500 footer up here. There's no way. Oh my God. I have so many cable stories from back in the day. That's funny. It's insane. Wait, wait, were you a utility at the time? No, but when you're doing camera on on any of those shows you were you know help running cable you're breaking down cameras you're you know really? as, as, as sports camera guys you're you know you're doing it all at least back then you were huh what year are you talking about this was 93 three, to 2000 huh i mean i did I did 12 years of Summer Winter X Games. That was 95 to whatever, 12 years. Wow. And then I did four Olympics. Why'd you stop doing X Games? Seems like a fun gig. Well, because it, it turned into, uh, you know, four or five days for ESPN or one day at home for the same rate. <laughs> what do you mean one day at home? I could stay home and work on a real job oh, oh, and, and get paid the same rate. As oh, instead of going to, to, to Colorado. To, to do four days at X Games for, I the, see. for the same price. Same with Olympics. Olympics are, you know, I can do 10 days at home working or 30 days at the Olympics for the same money. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's, you know, when I worked for ESPN, I made, so the guys had tried to, right before I started, the guys had tried to to. There's no union or anything. Well, for some for ABC there is, but for ESPN there's not. And the guys had tried to strike, and hold out for more cash. Right. They were getting paid. This is not a joke. A fifty dollar flat a day. On golf. On golf. Wow. Now this is seniors and LPGA. It's not you know. Right. So. Hopefully they don't make that now. God, that's terrible. Well. I don't think so because the guy I know the guys that work on that show. Okay. Yeah. Well, but yeah, but they probably do PGA. Whole different yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, I did some PGA stuff, I think I told you earlier. That was, I don't remember what it was, but it was like 350 Right. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> it was getting, like a real amount of money. Right. And with, you know, for a set t- amount of time and whatever. But so, so all these guys like, basically were like, we want 75 a day. Like they, which was, is, I mean, for what they're getting paid is a huge jump. Sure. But these guys are traveling the country and getting paid that. And ESPN would get two hotel rooms and say, good luck. And there'd be 10 or 13 women, men. And they're like, good luck. Now, some of the operators were really nice, would let a utility stay with them. But, like, there were people sleeping on the floor, two to each bed or three to each bed. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But so when they, when they, when they struck, <laughs> the producer went, all right, good luck, and went to the grocery store in whatever <laughs> town they were in and went to the bus boys, or the, the bag boys, and said, hey, uh, uh, you want to work for ESPN? And they're like, hell Yeah. So they hired a bunch of people. That, that's how they got people. None of them knew how to over-under. It was, I, you imagine the truck that went out off of that show. Oh. But the guys came back for the same rate. They didn't hold out or anything. So they came back for 50 bucks. They raised it while I was there to 75 And it was like, you're so welcome. I couldn't, I mean, the thing is, it was really fun. The gig was good. <laughs> but, like, you travel yourself. Right. They don't pay you a dime to travel. Thank God those days are over. I don't know if they are. Yeah, they are. Are sure. you sure? Well, yeah. I mean, there's PAs that 
you know, still do, you know, want, everybody wants, you know, they're out of college type stuff. They want to go work for sports. But generally, I think those days are over. I think they got smarter than Okay. That. I hope so. Well, I mean, that was just them, like, you know. And that was right after Disney and ABC had bought ESPN. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't. It was, this was, this was around that time. Yeah. It was about 20 years ago when they bought them, right? <laughs> We're old. Ish. <laughs> I know, I'm old. Yeah, yeah. We're old. I, you know, I have to say, this industry, if anybody's, you know, listening and talking about this, this industry will suck you in because, yeah, there's great money in it, for sure. And there's, uh, there's great opportunities and it's a lot of fun. And, you, I mean, let's face it, we have a blast on set. At least I still do. And, uh, but it can suck you in and make you, like, literally work 365 days a year if you mm -hmm. really want to push the limits and work, 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 work. And that's all you'll do is work. Mm -hmm. So you really have to. And then you'll die. <laughs> and then you'll die, right. You can't take it with you and you got to take time to smell the roses. No one ever goes to the deathbed saying, oh, I wish I worked more. Right. So, you know. And that's been my, that's been my mantra for a long time. Look, when I was younger, the hours didn't bother me as much. I was more eager. I was more of a. Of course. You know, you're more just, when you're learning, you just want to work. You just want to do jobs and, oh, you're on a big set for the right. first time or whatever it is. And, you know, the more, the more I thought about it, the more it's, I still enjoy it, but it's just a job. I want to have fun. And you said about the hours, yeah. you'd, you'd rather work undertime than overtime. Totally. And I'm the same way. Now, we know all these people, and this is the reason this hasn't changed. Right. People like the overtime. They I, make a lot more money. And I don't get it. You know why? Have you ever done a comparison on your 8-hour, 10-hour, 12-hour, and 14-hour or paycheck? Have you ever looked at them side by side? What do you mean? Do, do, a, do a comparison on your paychecks. And after, I want to say after like the 11th hour mm -hmm. or 12th hour, it incrementally goes up for how much taxes are being um, applied to you. And you end up, those last hours, the 12th hour, 13th hour, oh, you're getting hour, taxed hour, so heavy. You're getting it. taxed so heavy that you're right. working for free at that point. It's going back, <laughs> it's going back to the government. Right. <laughs> Li literally, I'd rather work a 10-hour day and get paid the same amount as I'm going to make on a 12-hour day. Right. Or, you know, 14 on a 16. Yeah. You're like, why am I even here? I'm, I'm exhausted. I can't even drive home. Yeah. I'm beside myself. And it's like, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. So, under time, baby. I'd rather be no, home I, having dinner and still on the clock. And I'm with you. There was a producer who wrote a blog years ago. He might have been a Curb Your Enthusiast. Gavin something? Hmm. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm probably, I think the Gavin part is right. But he wrote this blog about the hours. And he went around his set on a show he was doing. And he interviewed everybody, every department about, you know, if we can cut the hours back, what, sh you know, should we do it and this and that? And no. they didn't all say no. A bunch of people said yes, yes, yes. But Transpo was a big no, we don't want that. And he was like, well, look, your guys work 16-hour days every, every day. Why don't we do two shifts? We'll have two eight-hour shifts. We'll save money. The guys won't have to work as long. And they're like, hell no. They didn't want that at all. Why? They all want the OT. And, and, and look, Transpo is a whole different thing. Yeah. And those guys work hard and everything. But, but like... They have a lot of downtime. Not the van driver. It depends on what you are, but right. They're not. They're not busting their butt. Well, they're not on their feet all day like I. Right. Like Physically you and I am, on carrying eighty pounds. And, right. You know, and with zero downtime. Um, and I would. I mean, I'd be great with eight hour days. 
I'd be super happy with it. I'd be happy with 10-hour days. Right. I mean, my standard for so long there, which is why I got kind of so burnt out last year, was my standard day without a drive to work or anything was 15 for like three hours straight or three years straight. <clears throat> and, and, you know, then you add your drive in and, you know. Like my wife says, don't those people have families? Right. What the hell's wrong with that? Well, I don't have a family. <laughs> right. But like I knew a guy, I knew a guy who lived in, you live in the South Bay. He lived right. in Redondo, right. this guy, because he used to work on all the Ally McBeal stuff, whatever. Right. And then he got a show in Santa Clarita for five seasons. Oh, my God, the poor guy. After commuting to Manhattan Beach Studios, now he's up to Santa Clarita. Three hours in the car every day. Like that. <laughs> but he has three kids and a wife. Yeah. Did he ever meet those kids? Well, I, right. Well, I said, why don't, why don't you just move? And he said, I got kids that are in school. They like their school, whatever. Yeah. So, so he spent all that time. I think at one point he had an apartment up there. Yeah. And then on – that was a super Friday show. And he would get home at 6 a.m. And he had a tent – this may be a different guy, but it, it, it works the same way. <laughs> right. A lot of these guys have story and women have stories. In the garage, a tent with, an, with a portable air conditioner and a TV set up and a mattress where they could go to sleep and their kids can wake up at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. on Saturday morning and play and have the house. And daddy or mommy's spot is, see, is the garage. See, that's wrong. Right. That's, it's super that's wrong. super wrong. In a great industry – you know, to have to deal with that, that's just, that's just wrong. Yeah, it's super wrong. The whole 16-hour day thing. I don't get it. I never got it. And that's not once. Yeah, that's like three that's years. That's for eight months. Yeah. For five years straight. Yeah. Or seven months. You know what I mean? It's like really, really crazy. We all do what we have to do for our kids, Noah. But I got to say, don't do that, dude. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> no, I mean, I get it. And like, you know, we, we were talking a little about overhead. And I have intentionally low overhead because I don't want to work all the time. Right. I want to do a job and then screw around and then do a job, you know. And you said you're a little higher, whatever. I know some guys who are who are or beating the bushes for work at every turn, and I don't think you're like that. But no, no. You um, know, the way I look at it is, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Is you should set your. We, should, we don't have. We don't have sick days. We don't have down days. We don't have uh, time off. We don't have you know, paid sick days. It just doesn't happen that way. We 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 fight for our hours to get our insurance through the union, and hopefully at the end of our career, we can get, keep our insurance and we have some enough investments of whatever we're going to do to be able to sustain and be able to live. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the goal, right? And if we can figure out a way to do it. And, and have fun and figure it out so that it's not taxing us so bad that we're like, okay, we have to work, we have to work, we have mm-hmm. to work. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I have over bigger overhead right now because I'm setting up my investments for well, good know, for you. 15 yeah, yeah. years down the good road. Good for you, yeah. So right now is crunch time. Oh, and, is it? Okay, you know, gotcha. Basically, but in 15 years... It's going to be... It'll be great. It'll be yeah, smooth good. sailing, you know? Good. At least that's the, the concept. Right. So that's that's my my opinion to whoever's listening or might be up and coming in, in the television industry is, uh, you know, always have fun and uh, take the time off. Don't, it's not always super fun, though. 
you know what? I made I made, I made a conscious decision. <laughs> Is it super fun for you all the time? Yes, and I say that I can honestly say that because <laughs> I can say this because I made a conscious decision years ago. I was on a show, and I said I don't ever want to be treated badly. I don't ever want to not have fun on a show. And if I do, if that happens, I'm quitting. I'll do it nice, but I'll quit and move on and do something else because there's no reason to it. Life's too short not to be happy. Do something happy. And on that show, I was like beside myself. I was so upset and the producers were being total jerks. And I literally said, okay, thank you. And I took the producer's car and left with my assistant and my uh, sound person. And we drove off the set. What show is this? Oh, you don't have to say it. It was okay. it was a it was a stupid reality show years ago. Okay, gotcha. Back in Nam. Oh, that's fine. It was back a, in Nam. <laughs> it, was a long, it was a long time ago. And but you it, took the producer's like, car. They were sitting there and they're like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna have to work. Gonna, can you take over for this person?" And I'm like, "I'm already in overtime." They're like, "You're not in overtime. You're on a flat." I'm like, "I'm not on a flat." It's not even. In, oh, it turned into that, that conversation. That's, that's not even in my vocabulary. What's wrong with you? And they're right, like, "Right, I don't do flats." Yeah, and uh, they're like, "Well, you're yeah, fine." I'm like, "Well, and I need the production." Maybe vehicle. it's a half day. I took the production vehicle keys out of their their hand and I said, oh, "I'm leaving." And I drive and they stopped me at the gate. Said, come back, come back, come back. We'll we'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. And after that, I said, I'm um never again if I ever get on a show that I'll just leave. And I've I've kept that mantra literally. I've been. But you weren't the only one. Everybody else jumped in with you to go too, huh? Just my sound guy and my assistant. All the other cameras were still there. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I was just like, no. So and that was like early in the career, and I was like, okay, no, no. There are different times I should have done that. (laughs) Right. You just excuse yourself and say, you know, thank you very much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. You know, you guys have a good show. I hope it all goes well. Yeah. I I need to leave and excuse myself. And there's no reason, in my opinion, there's no reason for anybody to be a dick on set. There's no one to be, no one should be a jerk. No one should be yelling at you. There's no... Well, that's my point about that other stuff I was talking about. I was like, what are we doing here? Yeah, and bottom line is, there's onset etiquette, and these are people that you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life or the rest of your career. Mm-hmm. And whether you're working with them today or maybe in six months or maybe two years from now, the PA that you're you know, being a jerk to now is going to be the producer you know, in 10 years down the road. I used to know a grip who, when I was a PA, he said to me, I have to be nice to you. You'll be my boss one day. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> you know, and it, and it totally happens. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. seen it happen. <clears throat> sure. And, and, you know, there's... It, Let's face it. We have a pretty cool job most yeah. of the time. And we have a lot of leeway and it's a lot of fun and it's 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 really cool stuff. It's definitely not the norm. We're definitely not 9 to 5. We're not in a gray cubicle, God forbid. So No, there know. are a bunch of fantastic things, but there are a bunch, you know. Look, I've just <laughs> I've just, no, I've just come to reality more on it. Um I've awoken to I've awoken to what it is more, you know, I'm just, and look, we, we have different things. You don't have, you don't have, I mean, how much, how much, uh, I can't really talk. I'm not sure what's up. Yeah. Too many beers. Too few beers. Too few beers. Sorry. So (laughs) no, no, no. But how, how much communication do you have with the DP? Well, so we don't have DPs. Right. We have LPs. Right. You have, you have right. Or LDs, sorry. Or lighting directors. Lighting directors. Right, sure. And then you have TDs. So, yeah, in in our headset, to, to, to do a little technical talk real quick, mm-hmm. um, in our headset, which I have a, uh, I have molded ears, mm-hmm. and I broadcast the director's, um, the booth to me. Mm-hmm. So I have a director, an AD, and a TD all talking at the same time. 
in our headset, calling shots, calling what's coming up next, where, where to move, where the light's coming from, what's happening. Why do happening. you have an AD? The AD is the director's right-hand man, right hand, and they, they're literally calling the shots of oh. what's coming up next. So when I did live stuff, the TD was always doing that. The TD is, you know, just pushing the buttons. Button pushing. Button pushing, but, he, you know, he's also... He'll he'll chime in once in a while on something that happens. Okay, all right, you gotcha. know, but it's constant. I mean, the, what you're talking about is a constant stream of consciousness. Yes, talking literally, right? Constant, and, and it's take camera two, ready camera three, can't take just like that, constant. Eight hours a day, right? And I literally turn my radio off on the way home, and I get home, and my poor wife, who's been home with a dog all day and not talking she to wants anybody, to talk. she's like, I'm like, shush, honey. Just, right. just ten minutes. Just need to be quiet. Right. So you turn the radio off in the car. <laughs> literally, just for quietness just on the way home. Zen at home. Because it literally is, you know. It's still echoing around in your I, head, right? I have in ears, you know, molded ears. Sure. That are in, and they're literally voices in your head talking yeah. all day long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was a PA, I would hear, I'd hear ghosts. Right. Yeah. You know, I'd it'd be, I'd be uh, my day off, and I'd hear like ghost requests. Hey, Brad, can you get? Blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> like, I, oh wait, I'm not at work. I, I don't have a radio. I think consequently, uh, my hearing has taken a beat from over the years of always having headphones or always mm, having someone talking, and always having concerts and music and, and loud stuff. You know, well, radio people and musicians are notoriously deaf. Twenty so twenty five years of and you've been treating them the same way. Sound and music and yeah, love yeah. doing music and God, I've done. You know, hundreds and hundreds of concerts. So, who knows? The, Have you really the, the damage? Oh yeah, we did a show called On Tour back in '96. We did a hundred different bands in six months. It Holy was, cow! It was so fun. Fifteen cameras set up and breakdown every day. Get out of here! And and I forgot. And we did 3D Steadicam on that show in '96, side by side cameras. It Get was, out of here! It was so cool. We, I have so many fun pictures and wow, video. Wow, that's super cool. Yeah, all over the country, and it was just nuts. Really? So I, I've nuts. never even heard of that show, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder that's if it's, so cool. I wonder if it's on, if you can look up on tour. That would be so cool to watch. pretty much find everything. I, I, if someone posted it, you know, I don't no, know. No, I want, I'd like to get into that world a little bit. Like, not even Aesthetic.com. Just music? Yeah, just like, well, just a little <laughs> bit of the, like, like, I'm a big L.A. Kings fan. Right. So, like... I've thought many times, I have some connections to the Kings a little bit, nothing major, but I've thought about like asking like, hey, you know, do they need anybody like <laughs> to do games and you get to go to every game and shoot it. Right. You know, it's not, it's, you know, they have their own thing, which I could learn. I've watched so many games. I know what everybody You want, you want to go do Coachella? I can get you. Yeah, let's game. do it. You can go do a handheld camera on Coachella and torture yourself in the, I call it the exfoliation fest because it's just. B- bl- blasting blasting sand. Of sand in your face. Are you doing Coachella? <laughs> no, I am so not. Oh, but somebody calls you for it. My buddy's a director, so he's he's, oh. he, he's got a certain crew of guys that we've all worked with together. And uh, <laughs> what's well, two weekends? Yeah, but it's you know. I'm no, I'm sure it's brutal. It was <laughs> three, four days, three days each. I guess I don't know. I've never been. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No, Thursday, Friday. No, not Thursday. I don't know, but it's fun. I Come, went doing, in 2004. Okay, doing music is blast. It's I my saw favorite the Pixies thing. and Radiohead. <laughs> Done. Your life is over. 
Well, it's not over, but <laughs> I also learned that it's 120 degrees out there. Yeah. And and the Pixies were playing as the sun was going down and Radiohead played at night. And those times were super fun. But I was there for about eight hours before that. And how many drugs did you do? I did zero drugs. Yeah. Not, a, not a drug guy, but I, I drank about 40 beers. <laughs> and didn't pee once. <laughs> right. And about a hundred waters and <laughs> that's that's funny. But well you've you've traveled a you've you've oh my done God. a lot of traveling. I've oh, done yeah. less than you, but quite a bit 100, myself. Hundred and twenty five countries. For work. For work. Holy shit. I, I was doing twenty four countries a year for eight years. For uh, what? I did The Amazing Race for 15 seasons. That's right. I wanted to ask you about The Amazing uh, Race. Okay. So you would travel full-time with The Amazing Race? Uh, yeah. So you would go to every place. So th- the day before they went there, you went there kind of thing. Yep. We, well, what, how it, and you were doing Steadicam only? Yeah. For, well, okay. Steadicam and handheld. But the, okay. I'll give you the quick synopsis because I know we're, uh, we're running over in time here. No, but, we, we have plenty of time. But, but, but quick, I, I heard from a guy... Years ago, that did Amazing Race, he said I brought... He was the guy with the two people. Right. I, I don't really know the show too well. But he said, I bring two pairs of underwear, two pairs of underwear, two, pair, uh, two T-shirts, it's and, a, and another pair of shorts, and that's it. Yeah, it's a brutal show. Um, it's, <laughs> I was it's, like, it's, what? It's wicked brutal. Those poor guys, the poor guys that have to run with the, with the teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a sound guy, and there's an uh, And they don't guy. know where they're going, and they have a sat phone. Yeah, that's not, it. No, no sat phone. No, no, but, this guy had a sat phone. He said there was a just-in-case phone. Uh, well, maybe back in the day, but now it's just cell phone. They have, they, well, they now give they have cell phones. Phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But basically what, what happens is there's, a, there's one camera and one sound guy per team. Mm-hmm. There's like 10 teams at the beginning mm-hmm. or 12 teams. And they're literally director, producer, a babysitter. Sure. And they, they literally are doing it all, and they can't – they don't say anything to the, to the teams – they might ask them questions on the fly to do some interviews, sure. but but they can't tell them what to do, where to go, whatever. Whatever they do, they do on their own. Right. I was with the host. The host was. Um, you had like the smooth gig. You well, had the easy gig. You'd think that, right? That's uh, that's what everybody says. Oh, you got the easy gig. Well, no. I'm, so I'm, here, I'm making assumptions. Here's the here's the scenario. We all get on the plane together. We start the race, right? Everybody mm-hmm. runs, grabs their backpack, and they run to find the first clue. Mm-hmm. First clue says you got to go to LAX. We just left. Sure. So they're driving around trying to figure out how to get to LAX. We go to LAX, get on a plane. They get on the same plane. We fly to Japan. You guys all fly together. Right. On the first leg, we'll fly together, sometimes in the middle of the race So what well. do they do? They just charter a plane? No, no, no. They have to book the flights. and, and But you guys out. have all been booked. Right. We've all been booked. And they've kept spots open for these particular people. No, no. They could, they could, they really? could. Really? Seriously. They okay. can, they all can, right. they, they have to get there and book it. Okay. All right. So, so you might not be on the flight. They, they, have, they might have anyway. two or three flight choices. Got it. Okay. All right. But they have to book them. I don't want to c- catch up in that. I just think reality is generally bullshit. So I, I well, that, That's why I said this show is actually... Pretty reality? Pretty reality. They, okay. Because right. it's, it's a competition show that they, they have... Fair, fair enough. So continue. I'm sorry to interrupt. So we get off the plane and their mm-hmm. clue says, find such and such statue in the middle of whatever square. Mm-hmm. We know where we're going. The teams do not. Sure. We get out of the airport. We still have to go through customs. We still have to clear sure. all the gear. We have to do all that shit. We get out. Ten hours later. You throw, throw all the gear in the car. We, we fly off to the first location. And then the, the ahead of the teams, because we're already there. We know where to go. They don't know where to go. They're trying to figure it out. We get there, and the, the, the host does a stand-up. I literally build my rig as fast as I can build it. Mm-hmm. 
do the do we have like a ten minute stand up where he's at this stop, so and so has to do this, this, and this. Mm. We we figured out if there might be extras there, there might be something that's happening, somebody doing a trick or whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll do the move and then we'll jump in the car. As we're leaving, the teams are pulling up to do whatever they have to do at that stop. To actually do the thing he just talked about. He just talked about. Got it. We'd go to the next one. Do the same thing. Oh my god. Then the team would show up and then we'd go to the next one and the team would show up. Then we'd go to the finish line. And we'd get set up. So these things all happen like in one day? All day. And then we'd, we'd promote the next show at the finish line, right? And then we'd do them checking in. Your team number one. Your team number two. Okay. If all the teams came in together. So well, all those things happen like once every day, this whole routine of things happens. Yeah. And it, and it might go. Oh, God. One team might get lost and they drive 200 miles out of the way. So all of a sudden, we're if, if all the teams come in together. Oh right, so so we so get, team seven comes in in eight hours. Team eight comes in in fourteen. Right, you're still there waiting we're for still, teams eight. We're still waiting. So we right. have, we if we if everybody comes in together like within you know four hours, then of each it's other, an easy day. We all get to go to the hotel and actually take a shower. Go to the bar. If team you know one comes in, and then they're on a twelve hour hold mandatory. So now the clock's ticking. Team ten comes in. Ten hours later, we have two hours to get to the airport for the next team to leave. So, get out of here. We're always jumping ahead. Do they pay like double? You'd think, right? They get well. Paid, they should. They get paid. The poor guys that are running with them because they're literally sleeping on the floor. They pack everything that they need. Right, because they don't get a hotel room where those people booked it. No, they get they get to go with the team. The floor, the floor, middle of the road, in the car, whatever. Those guys work their asses off. They're such troopers. And, you know, our schedule as a host is worse because they actually get 12 hours downtime. We don't get the 12 hours downtime. We have to go. Oh, right. We have to go to the airport. Oh, so they, so ahead. what? They tell those people you can only do stuff for 12 hours? No, once they come to, it might take them 28 hours to get to the finish line. Once they get to the finish line, there's a mandatory 12 hour downtime. That that nothing team, happens. Nothing they happens. go to a hotel, they sleep. They do their post interview, they go to a hotel and sleep, or they go. Right. It's a safety thing. Yeah. Right. So then. Makes sense. Then they start the next and day. And it's fair for every team. They all do 12. Okay. Exactly. And, and it keeps everybody. But they get that, and you guys don't necessarily. We fly, I we fly ahead and try to stay with the first oh team. Oh, my God. And it's three weeks. Was of, it fun? At the beginning, it was wicked fun. And then it was. The producers got really good at what they were doing, and that's uh, why they got all the Emmys, because they really are super at it. But it got down to every half hour of something happening, and you just didn't. Like, literally. I could, so if you didn't have a minute where you were working, they would find something for you to do kind uh, of thing, right? right the right. schedule was most ridiculous. Like, oh, you have 45 minutes to get the location, set up Steadicam, shoot the whole scene, organize the extras, take care of makeup, take care of wardrobe, and then get in the car and be a, you're like, right. Like, 45 minutes? Wait, right. like, what? <laughs> you guys right. are out of your mind. Something that a scripted thing would take six hours to do or to- whatever. Or, totally. And there was no right. producers with us. It was just me, host, sound oh guy. Oh, really? No producers. Oh, so it was just you and the host and the sound guy. That's it. Just us. And he's writing his own script. Where are the producers? The producers were organizing the race. The actual... You they're know, not traveling, though? Or? Yeah, they're traveling, but they're not with us. They're traveling. They're, like, dealing with the, the activities and dealing with... So that the, must be a... I mean... Uh, it was insane. But, wow. you know, we were doing 12 countries, five continents, and three weeks twice a year. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But the money wasn't better? Uh, no. Was it standard rates? No. Was it were, low rates? Lower rates. <gasps> Get out of here. Yeah. And, and you know, I... But I'm sure later on, they, they when they book somebody, they say, but we win Emmys every year. And... 
and oh, we're traveling around the world. You know, you want to see the world. Oh, you'll see the world. Right. Yeah. Out of a out of a window of a car Sleep, speeding. Sleeping on a van. Right, right, there. right. Or you'll you'll see the world as you're unpacking your steadicam or packing it. I have hundreds of pictures of out of a van window. Oh god. That's some going by stuff. No, that reminds me, like so one of the biggest pet peeves of steadicam operators is when they day play and they get the gear in and out of the car. Like, who was it? Was it Papper or somebody who said they don't pay me to do the work. They pay me to 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 deal with my gear, <laughs> like you know. And and it's a pain in the ass. And doing so, you're doing that five times a day on that show every oh. day. Oh, oh yeah, sounds yeah. brutal. You know what's crazy is it's not quite as complicated a build. No, but I had my God bless my little EFP. It was the oh you got an EFP. It's my perfect rig for. That show. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it was literally, it fit in the... I was going to say, you could almost build a case, it was, put the camera on the rig, put it in the case together. No, the camera always came off, but literally it would be, pull it out, the gimbal's almost in place, and put the camera on, plug it in. Right. Quick balance, off and do the show. Take you it, left your motors on, you left... Yeah, take the camera right. off, throw okay. it in the back seat, throw the... The the, the right, rig in the back seat. Right, 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 right. Get in the van with the arm and the vest literally on. Take the the arm off and throw it in the back seat. As you're traveling. As we're starting to move to the next location. That's how it was every day, probably six times a day. Ridiculous. Yeah, it was insane. Rob, dude, it's been super nice talking to you. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I miss a couple of things. I we didn't talk a whole lot about live television. No, but, but no, it's okay. Well, you know, I mean, I, it was interesting. We talked right. a lot about live te- television. I, well, if you say so. Okay. If you think so. Well, you think no. I don't think you did, but okay. Just, uh, you know, it, it's, <laughs> look, it's it was great. It was great. It was nice cool. to have you. It was fun to chat. Happy to be here, man. Good. Thanks, we'll, man. We'll do it again when it gets much bigger. Thank you, Rob. That was Rob Vona, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks again to Rob for coming on and having a fun chat with me and taking the time. I do appreciate it. If you'd like to contact me, you can contact me at walkingbackwardspodcast at gmail.com.